Welcome to Equipped, a podcast by Connection Church. Equipped is a conversation about multiplying gospel community and fueling spiritual growth. We have one clear goal, to equip leaders to multiply. We want to help people follow Jesus, make disciples, lead small groups, and plant churches. My name is Kate. And I'm Morgan. And we'll be leading you through today's conversation. Let's get equipped. So this week, Kate and I are talking about speaking the truth in love, which is a little bit of a hot topic sometimes, I think. Um, People have a lot of different ideas of what that means. And so the first thing that we wanted to just start with is where do we find this in the Bible? So we're going to read some out of Ephesians 4, and this is where we kind of get this idea of speaking truth in love. I'm reading from the NLT, so it's a little bit different than what we normally hear, but I'm going to start... Chapter 4, verse 11, and I'm going to read all the way until um, verse 16. So it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to kick us with lies. (laughs) That's not what it says. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work, it helps the other part to grow and that the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. So in case you missed it, the actual verse is um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. So that's where we find it in the Bible. That's what it says. So what are your first thoughts about that, Kate? I mean, I think it's... It is a really hot topic. I feel like JP spoke on it um, at Becoming Something Live, um, and they were just talking about how people are so scared, especially in today's world, to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm. Um, And I was talking to Rachel about this, and we were talking about just kind of how, like, it's almost, um, I guess, prideful to be so scared to hurt somebody's feelings because you know that they're doing something wrong um, and that needs to be, like, talked about. Um, so I think it's all in the way that you go about it. Um, you can't control how people react to you, like, speaking into their life, um, especially if you know them and you love them and you're doing it for the right reason. Um, but, I mean, that was, like, all of Jesus's life was him just speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, died on the cross because of that Mm -hmm. Um, and people didn't like it so yeah yeah that's a great point I mean we were talking about that earlier what is an example that we see is speaking truth and love in scripture and there's so many Mm -hmm. but in the gospel the whole entire gospel is Jesus 
telling people who God is and what he's done for them personally, speaking the truth. And he did it with love and it did anger people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to an extreme degree, yeah. um, which of course we know now that was the plan, but like, it just shows that it's not always necessarily going to go well, but it is 100% necessary because look at the good that has come from it. I mean, it's the whole gospel. It's why we get to heaven is because of what Jesus did. Right. So, um, if, if it is a hot topic, which we're saying it is, and if it is something that there's a lot of misunderstanding around, I thought we would just break it down a little bit more. So speaking the truth in love. So when, first we want to talk about speaking the truth. I think that I had a misconception when I was younger in my faith that speaking the truth in love was just using like this flowery language and being timid and being very... Um, like not shy necessarily, but just going about it, just like you said, not wanting to hurt people's feelings. But I don't think that's really what it means. Mm -hmm. um, and so speaking the truth at the very foundation of everything is reminding people of the gospel, right? Reminding people of what God has done and what he's done for you and what you should do because of that. So I think a lot of misunderstandings or when people get upset or whatever, they've just kind of lost sight of what Jesus has done. Mm -hmm. So when someone um, does need to be maybe corrected or reminded or encouraged in just the very foundation of the gospel, what's something that you think you could say to them? Mm. I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel like I don't know if there's like a specific thing that I would be like, this is what I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you are, I guess it depends on what you're talking to them about. But it also is, like, I think the first thing that I would do if I knew I had to speak to somebody and it wasn't going to be, like, a super, like, fun conversation because those kind of conversations aren't fun to have, um, I think I would definitely, like, pray, like, God, give me the words to say, like, mm -hmm. allow the Holy Spirit to, like, speak through me and for them to know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and if they don't then that's all you can do, you know. Um, I don't know if that really answered your question. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, I think that's great to start with prayer, and that's a great thing to pray. Like, Lord, would you soften their hearts and would you soften my heart, mm -hmm. you know, because if they think that you're coming at them in a way of attack and telling them all about their wrongdoing and things like that, then they're probably going to be a, a bit defensive. But when we come to them from a place of, listen, I love the Lord, you love the Lord, I love you, you know, can we talk about what's going on? Then I think hopefully that can start to break down walls when they know that you're coming from a place of love, which we'll get to in a second too. But um, when, we're when we're called to speak truth, that also means like you're saying, those hard conversations that aren't super fun to have. Mm -hmm. So sometimes someone is living in sin. You know, sometimes they have hurt your feelings. Sometimes you see them just being crazy, you know, and you know, maybe you're their small group leader. Maybe you're someone who disciples them, someone that they trust. Um, and, and we're allowed to talk to them about that as brothers and sisters in Christ. Later on, it talks about that a little bit further in Ephesians. Um, Kate, I think it was Ephesians 4, 25. Yes. Would you read that for us? Yes. It says, therefore, putting away lying, speaking the truth, each one of us into his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin, and don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. That's 25 through 26. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part of that personally is um, don't be angry and do not sin mm-hmm. because I think that we can confuse speaking the truth in love with telling people what they did wrong. Right. And that's not it. Yeah. I mean, certainly we will probably speak on those things when when someone is caught in sin or has hurt your feelings, but it shouldn't be from a place of telling people what they did wrong. It should mm-hmm. be coming from a place of wanting to restore that person's relationship with one another and wanting to restore that person's relationship with God himself. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think especially um, especially the part about pushing them closer to the Lord and like restoring that relationship, I think that's the most important part when you're speaking the truth in love because not are you, like you're not supposed to go to them and be like, oh, well, like I'm better than you because I don't do this, but you mm-hmm. do that, and like you need to fix that because – X, Y, and Z. Um, I think asking yourself, what is your posture going into this? Like, am I doing this because I'm trying to prove a point? Or am I doing this because I actually want them to continue pursuing the Lord and to grow in their relationship with Christ is like the biggest thing. Um, Because that's the most loving thing you can do is to help somebody get closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether they're a believer who is struggling or, you know, somebody who's just, like, living their life. Right. But there's also two different ways to go about that, which is another conversation. (laughs) Yeah, well, great question to ask yourself, like you're saying, is, like, what's the end goal here? Mm -hmm. Am I talking to this person because, like you're saying, I want to prove a point, because I want to get my anger out, because I want them to feel the way I did when they hurt my feelings? Or am I talking with them because I think that I genuinely think that this is creating distance between them and God. And I don't want that for them. You know, we know that we have Jesus in us now. And so we have, you know, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we have everything we need to continue to grow more and more and more in likeness of Christ. Not that we're going to get there, this side of heaven, but we can continue to grow and continue to learn. And we're either walking towards Christ or walking away from him. And if the goal in our hearts and in our minds is truly to bring them closer to Jesus, not because we have that power, but because we want to gently instruct them when we see things are going wrong, then, I mean, that's all we could want to do, you know, as long as we're, but if you sit down and you notice maybe like your heart's beating kind of fast, not because you're nervous, but because you're angry, you know, or you sit down and you're like, well, I'm going to tell them this, I'm going to tell them that, and you already have it all planned out, you know, and you can't wait to see the look on their face, I would stop right there. (laughs) That (laughs) sounds like like it's going to go bad, you know, and at the end of the day, like, they probably aren't going to receive that very well if that's how you're going about it. So this is all kind of like the in love part. Speak truth and in love. We're kind of talking more about now, like what is the motivation of your heart as you're talking to these people, a friend, a family member, whatever it is. Um, I read a quote earlier and it said, love listens. We want to understand before seeking to be understood. And I think that's kind of at the heart of a lot of what we're saying is, you know, the other person might not even realize how they treated you. They might not realize, you know, how quickly they're walking towards sin or something like that. And so we want our posture to be, hey, how can I meet you where you're at? Same as Jesus did for us. Instead of, hey, how can I show you that I'm right? Right. You think you have anything else to add about that? Um, I, I mean, like this is just kind of in general, but I think the most loving thing that we can do the way that we can reflect Christ's love the most is by telling somebody the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
it wouldn't be very loving of me to be like, oh, yeah, Morgan, like, go live in sin. Like, I'll see you, <laughs> see you at the gates. Like, I'm not probably not going to if you're walking away from Christ. Like, that's not loving of me for yeah. you to get there and be like, but Kate said it was fine and she loves me. Mm-hmm. It's not fine, yeah. you know. Um, JP spoke about this at um, Passion. Uh, he's the airport analogy. Oh, like, yeah. if you tell somebody to go to – um, if the correct gate is the the only gate you can go to on your flight is your correct gate. So if I'm going to C-16, which is the only way that you can get to heaven, then you're like, oh, but I kind of want to go to like D-13. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like do that. Like you do what you want, girl. Like love yeah. ya. That Morgan's not going to get there. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the same gate. We're not going through the same, like, we're not walking on the same path anymore. Um, and so I would think that that was, like, the biggest thing that I would encourage somebody who is scared just to do that because, like, it can affect somebody's eternity if you don't mm. speak into their – and obviously, like, to know the person, too, I think it's different to walk up to somebody that you don't really know and be like, well, I saw you at the bar and you were <laughs> plastered and da 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 to them, like, they might not know you and know your heart in that and know what you're saying is trying to be loving, mm-hmm. even though that might be the posture of your heart. They're going to come back and be like, oh, da-da-da, that's all you Christians do, blah, 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 and be hurt by that more than they're going to feel loved versus, like, if it's, like, me and Morgan, I can go to Morgan because I know Morgan and Morgan knows my heart and I know Morgan's heart. And we can have that conversation and be like, hey, Morgan, like, you really hurt my feelings when you said this, but I just wanted to let you know because I don't want you to continue thinking that is right, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 100%. And back to kind of like the life of Jesus, he didn't shy away from those conversations. Mm-hmm. He didn't, like, meet with the Pharisees and they said, you know, we're following all the laws. And he said, you know what, guys, that's great. You know, you keep doing that because I love you. I mean, yeah. it went not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so we can take that example from him and say sometimes, you know, the language isn't actually all that flowery and sweet. Sometimes it's very direct, you know, but sometimes that's the loving thing to do because maybe that's what someone needs to hear. Mm-hmm. But just like you said earlier, Kate, like this requires so much prayer and so much preparation through prayer, not necessarily preparation of when they say this, I'm going to say this, you know, (laughs) but just preparation of like, Lord, would this be a conversation from you, you know, not from me, would this be a conversation that you are working in, not that I am forcing, you know, and things like that. And I think too, something I've learned is just asking a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. you know, like you could frame, you know, let's say that someone is caught in sexual sin, right? You could frame that conversation a lot of ways. You could walk up to them and say, you know, we need to talk because you're engaging in sexual sin. That's one way you could handle it, you know, (laughs) on a Sunday morning in the middle of the atrium. (laughs) Is that the right way? I would say not. You know, I would be really wise about picking your setting, picking the time, picking your words. But if you include more questions, so you can say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Just in general, it might just come out just like that. And then um, y'all can engage in a loving conversation or you could, you know, be a little bit more direct of, hey, you've struggled with this in the past. How is it going for you? Mm-hmm. You know, or there's a million ways that you could word it to make it a little bit kinder, a little bit more loving, a little bit less of an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just be really intentional to to pray about those things and think about those things and 
maybe even too, like if you know of yourself that you can come across aggressive, you know, maybe ask someone that you trust, hey, how, if I said it this way, does it sound aggressive? Or how can I say this a bit less aggressive? Or if I were to say this to you, how would you feel? Not the person, you know, that is having the issue, but maybe ask a good friend. If I were to come up to you on a Sunday morning and say, I caught you in sexual sin, how would that make you feel? <laughs> and hopefully they'd tell you that wouldn't make me feel very good. <laughs> and you can try again, you know, you can, you can reframe it, you know, but um, yeah, if you know areas that you're weak in, you know, certainly just like we're talking about earlier, bring the rest of the body in with you to make sure that we're bringing people closer to Jesus, not away from him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately, like at the end of the day, we are not called to be comfortable. And I think why this is such a hot topic is because people want to be comfortable in their friendships. Mm -hmm. And so because they want to be comfortable, they know that confronting something like this or like confronting or speaking into somebody's life and the way that they're living is going to hurt somebody's feelings and make them upset mm. even though you're doing it in this way they might be upset mm -hmm. but also you're doing it with the right intentions and to glorify God at the end of the day and he never said it was going to be comfortable right. so <laughs> sometimes those conversations aren't they don't go the way that you would hope that they would go. But at the end of the day, all you can hope for is that they see what you, where you were coming from and know that your posture was because you want them to love the Lord and them mm -hmm. to ultimately end up in heaven with you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the when I very first heard the gospel, the person telling me it was uncomfortable. It wasn't, it's good news, we know that, but it wasn't good news for me at first because the first part was me understanding I was a sinner. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> me? <laughs> but um, yes, me. <laughs> and like, that's not, that first part isn't necessarily good news, you know, to explain mm -hmm. like, you're broken, you know, you're in need of a savior. But oh my gosh, if someone hadn't told me and hadn't told the full story of, you know, but Jesus, I don't know where I would be today, you know? And like, thank goodness that there was obedience to Christ there, and thank goodness that there was prayer, and thank goodness that the Spirit worked, you know, just according to God's plan. But had that person stayed comfortable, mm -hmm. and had they stayed, you know, kind of timid and careful, and, oh, well, I mean, maybe you're not that bad, Morgan, then maybe I would have never understood. I might have never heard. And so that's a great point that you're making. And ultimately, like you're saying, too, we have to leave the results up to God. Mm -hmm. We can't force it. You know, same as when we do share the gospel, if someone has been caught in sin, if someone has hurt your feelings, if someone is acting crazy, you know, we can speak the truth and love all day long, but unless the spirit moves, unless God is in that conversation, then we don't, I mean, nothing good is going to come of it. You right. know, when we take things into our own hands, it, it's just going to go poorly. That's right. been proven to me time and time <laughs> again. Um, but if we are you know, having a proper heart and pouring over it with prayer and things like that, then who knows what God's going to do. As long as we know that it's not up to us, it's up to Him, and all we can do is be obedient. Right. Yeah, and I think also, I think I have, like, one more point. But um, just you can't – it also depends who you're talking to. If they're following the Lord, if they've given their life to, the, to God, um, and they're trying to pursue Him – it's different talking to them versus talking to somebody who doesn't mm -hmm. live for the Lord and hasn't given their life to Christ. Um, you can't expect them to live by the Bible mm -hmm. because that's not 
what they're living by in their heart. Um, and so I think it's two very different ways you can go about that. But even still, like, being prayerful, but also knowing that there is grace and offering them grace and making sure that they are, they know where you're coming from and just being like, listen, like, I know, I know you don't follow the Lord, but like, here, maybe even just presenting them the gospel and being like, Mm -hmm. listen, bro, like, what you have, like, you might think is awesome, but like, I have something that's even more awesome for eternity. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it's just, I think that they're, it's different when you're a believer versus a non-believer and talking yeah. to them and speaking into somebody's life yeah. when they're not living by the Bible. Yeah, it's totally different. I totally agree. And, I mean, let's not forget, too, like Jesus said, you know, forgive others the amount that you have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. We've been forgiven everything, yeah. you know. And so it's kind of back to what you said at the beginning, like how prideful of us to say, like, well, I was hurt, and so I'm going to go handle it this way. Mm-hmm. I mean— is our heart forgiveness, you know, is our heart reconciliation, because then whether it's a believer or not, then we're going to be coming from a place of just abundant love, you know, when we can remember preaching the gospel to ourselves too, who Jesus is, what he's done for us, then go into that conversation. It's going to totally change the outcome, yeah. I think, in yeah. my experience. So yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Y'all go out there and speak the truth in love. <laughs> and we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>